My neighbor, neighbor and friend. Hello, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody Live. This is a talk show. This is where people talk on microphones, and they're very interesting people. I've, I truly believe that the uniform makes the man. I know this because I like to change into sort of suits inside of a very, very tiny bathrooms at Pete's Candy Store. It's a beautiful bathroom. They keep it clean. There's soap. There's always soap. I could see a woman staring at the ba- standing at the bathroom right now. I'm pointing to her. She can't hear me because there's a door between us, so I'm going to wave to her and see what happens. So I'm waving her. She's just looking away, waving to her. She waved back. That only took about three seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a success. We're off to a good start. Cheap applause with the best applause, and I thank you dearly. No, I, I truly believe the suit makes the man, and I know this because... When I was a young child, and now, whenever I put on a uniform of any sports team, I tend to enact that sport. If I'm, if I'm wearing a basketball uniform, I will shoot jump shots into nothing. Football uniform, if I'm a quarterback, I will throw the ball. If I'm a lineman, no one buys lineman jerseys, so that never has happened. If I'm a wide receiver, I will run, catch nothing, hockey, hit the puck, the donut, if you're an aficionado. I added a syllable to a word that didn't need one. And if it's baseball, I will throw the ball or I will swing the bat. More appropriately, I will twirl my arm around like I'm warming up. I'm in the the batter's circle. I've done this uh, enough where I've broken many a lampshade and lamp. I used to wear my Kirby Puckett jersey, my favorite player who became a pirate rapist. That's a different monologue. Swinging it, swinging it while glass just rains down on me and I feel like Robert Redford, which makes me feel handsome. It's a good thing. I grew up um, loving, loving, loving baseball and, and specifically the Chicago Cubs so I would pitch entire uh, games to no one only child pitch against the stairs keeping count I would throw to first but there'd be no one there so every time I threw the first it was a wild pitch that's a bad idea you think I'd be in better shape but I like baseball a lot and those guys drink so I really like that sport I would wear my Chicago Cubs sweatpants t-shirt uh, this specific t-shirt was 1988, the year they turned the lights on. Wrigley Field didn't have lights for the longest time. They were supposed to have lights in 1943, but the war effort, blah, blah, blah. You didn't care about any of that. Now you know forever. <laughs> I would, th- I would uh, wear my uniform, and after the game, I would take off my shirt because that's what you do in the locker room. And I would give uh, interviews to WGN in the bushes daily. That's not healthy in any possible way. Um, my grandparents were kind enough to buy me those sweatpants. I grew up with my grandparents and my mom and all them. Um, I just remember this today. They put on layaway at Marshall's Chicago Cubs sweatpants, Chicago Cubs sweatshirt, knee socks that said Cubs. Marshall's, ladies and gentlemen, is a discount retailer. All the stuff that has like a little hole or a little bit not really medium or large, they ship to Marshall's. I was like maybe eight. That couldn't have cost more than $20. They put that on layaway. I'm white trash. Don't clap. I should not be here. I'm me. I should still be inside someone's dick. This sh- this shouldn't exist. But that's okay. My mother, not a good job. She worked retail. She worked at Marshall Fields um, in in Chicago, and I would get the season after close. So I would have a. I had a lot of Bulls merchandise, and um, 
But it was good growing up white trash because everyone still thought it was in fashion the next season. I had this awesome, awesome Michael Jordan sweatshirt um, that was very rel- pretty famous, actually. It was kind of spray-painted. I'm sure you could find it in Williamsburg like, right now for $300 in a very fancy boutique. So I'd wear my Michael Jordan sweatshirt, my Bulls uh, shorts, because I'm a basketball player at this point, and my rip-off Jordans, because if you didn't know, uh, Nike is no different than Fender. Fender, if you want to buy a Strat, you can buy. It's like $600. Or you can buy a Squire Strat, which is like 150 I had those, essentially. Anyways, I would play the entire basketball game. Every Saturday night on WGN, they would air the Bulls game, and I would reenact said Bulls game shot by shot. We didn't have a hoop. I would dunk to nothing and I would consistently have, like, scrapes and bruises on my shins, never realizing I don't have to dunk directly over the end table. I could dunk anywhere because there is no net, and I never really learned from that. And that's how this talk show exists. There's a direct line of me wearing something, thinking, oh, I should do this. So the first time I wore sort of a suit, I was like, wait, I need to talk in a microphone and make people like Rachel feel very awkward right now. How you doing over there? Fantastic. You're a great audience member. You're, so far, you're my favorite. Come on, elders. Step up. Look at Rachel. She's so uncomfortable right now. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I want to do a talk show because I'm wearing this. And if I was wearing a Bulls jersey, I'd be, wearing, I'd be hurting my knees yet again. And I never learned from that. And I hope we never learn from that. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show. We have Chris Neary from Freakonomics Radio. Please clap for Chris. We have wonderful stand-up comedy from Jenna Friedman. Please put your hands together for Jenna. And closing out the night will be a band that didn't have any idea I existed uh, until I asked them to play this show. We have music from Lawrence and Lee. Please put your hands together for Lawrence and Lee. I am going to play this iPod for about mm, 10 seconds while I move about three feet. Play iPod. Don't be a dick. That was fantastic. Thanks to everybody that stuck around for that. So, I don't know if you've been to Pete's before. Um, You really should. This is a fantastic bar. I'm saying that because this is being recorded. You're already in the room. That wouldn't make sense. Uh, They have postcards here. Uh, It's a Pete's Candy Store postcard. And it's they're just beautiful. And um, I'm going to write one to my mother. Now, so I need your help. I'm going to ask the guests what I should tell my mother. So I'm going to start with, Dear Mom, Rachel is a great guest. No, Rachel is a great audience member. There we go. I'm going to write that down. She doesn't know how to use the internet, so I'm going to tell her that podcasting is another word for postcard, and it's going to be fantastic. Coming to the stage is uh, someone that works on, I think, probably the most inventive uh, soon-to-be radio show in existence. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Chris Neary, everybody. Chris Neary. Chris, you got a lot of applause there. Do you know people in the crowd? Yeah, uh, probably 20 to 30%. You know 20 to 30% of the crowd. That's fantastic. Chris, let's do a quick backstory. Um, I kind of cheated in terms of guests because I know you through my delightful fiance. Kelsey. uh, Kelsey. Thanks for that help. Um, You were a grad school guy about a year ago, and now you're working on arguably the most inventive show soon to be on radio. How did that happen? I just... Applied for a job. I had done stories for This American Life. You've done, oh, yeah, yeah, because most of us have done stories for This American Life in here. It was very easy for us <laughs> to get a job on Freakonomics. 
Well, all I'm saying is that kind of job gets you other jobs. How did you, you do that? How did you even work for This American Life? Uh, wait, like 10 years ago, I was an intern there. What? How old are you? I am almost 32. Really? Yeah. You look great. Do you drink a lot? No. Do you smoke cigarettes? Nope. You don't have a weight problem either? Nope. And you're blonde hair with blue eyes? Yep. It's very hard to like you right now. <laughs> Continue. So, yeah. So I did that, and then I decided that I wasn't the kind of person that could become a journalist. And Wait, so... wait. Why aren't you a journalist? No, I didn't think I could be then. Oh, okay. So I took terrible desk jobs for... Eight years. What was your favorite terrible desk job? Uh, I was the secretary to the board of trustees at Northwestern University. What does that? What does that mean? <laughs> that means incredibly wealthy people. I would take notes at meetings for. Wow, that sounds literally awful. billionaires. Really? Yep. Like Pat Ryan. He's the he owns Aon, that company that almost went under. Great, I think. Uh, but yeah, he was a billionaire. Does public radio pay you enough to become a billionaire? No, not at all. It's like a subsistence wage. Fair enough. So you always had this passion. You said, I'm going to waste away eight years so I could really appreciate my next job. Yes. And then you landed at Freakonomics. Yes. What exactly do you do for the radio show or podcast? What do you prefer? Uh, Podcast. What Um, do you do for the podcast? I am producer there, which means there's not a great division of labor in public radio. Basically... Do everything for the most part, and so I do reporting and producing and a lot of booking guests, which is not it's something you do, and it's not not the most glamorous job in the world. Why not? Uh, because you're begging people to come on your show. Yeah, well, unlike this show, people have heard of your show, and wouldn't they want to be on that? <laughs> that helps, yeah, but actually, there's sometimes uh, the academics we call are kind of wary of the show. Really? Yeah. Because you, you'd like to slander people. Why would they be weary of that? Because we popularize pe- things that people have worked on for like 30 years. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, like, you know, I feel like academics, they're, the, why they're so good is because they're, they know they're incredibly detailed people, and what I do can only be so detailed because I have like 25 minutes to tell a story. Do you think that's good or bad, that you only have 25 minutes to tell a story? It's like a necessary evil, I feel like. Okay. Who's you know? your ideal guest for Freakonomics? Um, Bill Murray. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just because he's the ideal guest for anything, I think. Yeah, I can't yeah. top that. <laughs> what's the day-to-day like? You go in at work, and what's your day like? Um... We work a lot of hours. Right now, we're working like 10, 11-hour days yeah. straight through. And uh, I just go in and start editing audio like on that software right there. Isn't it not good? <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a little tedious. And then I write scripts and call guests and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's uh, not super stressful, but it's also much more stressful than the dead-end jobs that I had. It's not a dead-end job. But How do you pick your guests? How do you pick your stories? Um, it's great. There's like a lot of freedom. You can kind of do whatever you want, but there has to be some kind of academic tie for us or economic tie for us. Continue. So, <laughs> very exciting. So we just sort of read academic papers. And, that uh, sounds really boring. Turn them into stories. Yeah, I was reading a few on the way over here. Seriously? Seriously. You know, it's Saturday night. It's a Saturday like night. midnight right. in Williamsburg. Yep. And this is actually reading... only my second time in Williamsburg. This is only your second time? Even Why? though I live in the city. I don't know. I mean, we're... Where do you live? Park Slope. Why do you like Park Slope? I do. Why do you like it? It's a big step up. We were living in Jersey City, and it was not the safest neighborhood where we were living. So you're a fan of safety. I am a fan of safety. Why are you scared of fun? 
<laughs> it makes me fit into public radio. That does make you fit into public radio. <laughs> Are your parents like super proud of you? I I guess so. Yeah. How does that feel? Well, I I anchored them. <laughs> Pretty good. I anchored them really low with terrible jobs, yeah, so that yeah. when you get a good job, they are just like over the moon. Do you work out? Yeah. What's your regimen? <laughs> Why is that funny? That's since look at this man. He's a del- he's a beautiful man. <laughs> and you're married. I'm married. Yeah. My my wife is here. Yeah. She, we we moved to the city. You get to take him home. Wow. You, re- you realize this is an audio podcast, right? <laughs> Continue. Uh. So not yeah. wife. But she, uh, we both moved here without jobs, and my wife moved to New York without jobs. And uh, whose idea was New York? Hers or yours? Uh, mostly mine. I'd oh. say eighty twenty mine. Where'd you guys meet? Seventy thirty uh, in Chicago. How did you She's... know she was the one? <laughs> look, Is she the one? Look in her eye. <laughs> so far, yeah. Good for answer. Sure. Good answer. <laughs> what does she think of your hours? Um, do you listen to the show? That's a, no, that's a pregnant pause. The answer is no, she doesn't listen to the show. How much do you listen to the show? I've listened to a couple, but I, mean, I wanted you to be in your groove before I... She listens yeah. to a couple. She wanted you to be in your groove. Yeah. She's not, she doesn't like the show. That's okay. <laughs> that's completely fine. Although, no, to be fair, I'm super nervous about it, so I never... You're nervous about what? It. Just about, like, whether it'll be good. I don't know. And actually, the thing I freak out about is factors. I'm like, oh, like, every... I, I, I Anxiety dreams that I've made one factor what do you mean like it wants to be like saying like uh oh, this paper was published in 1989 as opposed to 1990 oh like literally keep me up yeah don't worry that. about that yeah I that know, no one cares yep. the only person that's gonna no, care no. is the guy that's already angry at you right who already doesn't like yeah me yeah because i did radio. you you've been on air and you've produced yep what do you like more uh, uh being on air really well yeah even though I mean, with this electric personality that I have. <laughs> no, but, but, uh, no, but when I was a kid, I stuttered a lot. Okay. Um, a lot. And so being on air feels like some kind of triumph uh, That's nice. over that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of on air, the show is moving from a podcast to a radio show. Sort of. We're going to have of. these hour-long things that will air across the country. So I hate you um, so much right now. <laughs> Succeeding in public radio. What are the odds? Very low. <laughs> do you read a lot when you get home? I do. Do you I only, do. like, not Freakonomics type I stuff? I read almost only sports really? when I'm home, yeah. Really? Well, definitely, what you, yeah. What's your favorite sports, sports writer? Who? What's your favorite? Jesus Christ, uh, that's why I'm not on public radio. <laughs> Who is your favorite sports writer? Um, I like Tommy Craig's from okay. Deadspin Now, something else maybe. Why yeah. do you like reading about sports? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like a good escape from public radio because... Really, public radio, not into sports at all. Do you, does anyone on your staff decent at any sport? Nope. The answer is yeah, no, no not at all, <laughs> not at all. Radio. Yep. Did you ever play? Yeah. I what did you play? Sports. I played tennis in college. Really? I. I'm one of those. Are guys. you a blue yeah. blood? What? No, no, no. But, but enough that I played tennis in college. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, grass or clay or not expensive? Not expensive. Really? Never. Yeah. What was your yeah, favorite? But no one's played on. Grass, I used to work at a clay court. Oh, really? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I never played a game of tennis in my life. Yeah, but you were oh, saying you were white God. trash, though. How did you? I'm work totally. At a, oh, yeah, at a tennis yeah, club. That's because I worked at a tennis club. I was white oh. trash. I also caddied. Does that mean I have a mistress? No, it means I'm <laughs> poor. No, it was great. I got fired from a tennis club for something I didn't do. Um, they said we uh, were drinking on the premises. This is when I was like 17 and I didn't drink. 
What we really did was way worse. We they, we had a golf cart with a roller on the back because mm-hmm. that's what you roll the tennis courts and then you have a little broom about uh, three inches wide and you walk up and yeah. down and blah, blah, blah. It's pretty degrating. I remember it's that. awful. Yeah. What we would do is uh, drive really, really fast in the tennis cart and make very sharp turns and break trying to detach the thing that actually swept the clay, mm-hmm. which we did successfully, and we ruined two nets. Uh, that, that's a few thousand dollars. We, then we did donuts on the lawn of the said tennis court. By the way, it's a Frank Lloyd Wright building. That comes into play in about a minute. Um, <laughs> we did have friends over. We were not drinking. The people that were actually members of the tennis club used to work at the pool. Not the lowly tennis maintainer guys. Um, that's why another reason I'm not in public yep. video. And sure. uh, they were getting high and drinking. We were not. Uh, instead, we decided to go to the shed, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright, and light all the towels on fire. Uh, and then uh, it was a great smokestack. Yeah. So that's how I got fired by not doing. By no, that actually didn't make you, any sense. I didn't you, get fired. Were you for like anything. acting out some anger on the rich people? Are you kidding anything? me? Yeah, of course yeah, I was. Sure. Angry. Really? Yeah. Why do you think I'm doing a talk show in a bar to lash out at rich people? Yeah. Because okay. I really don't understand <laughs> logical things. All right. Where's my Freakonomics episode? Explain this, buddy. It's just to it's, it's just going to be about you. Yeah. Figure that Brandon out. Brandon Weatherby. Just this, figure this out this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you are a complicated guy. I know. Like, yeah, I'm all right. not at all. <laughs> uh, what do you hope that uh, Freakonomics turns into, the radio show? Wow. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of happy doing podcasts. I mean, I guess still the goal is to be like on the radio, but... What would your ideal show be if you were the host and producer? Uh, sports. Just It'd be sport? like an NPR sports I'm show. I'm surprised yeah. that there is... Is there an NPR sports show that I just don't know about? Uh, only a game, I think it's called, but it's not... Yeah, I don't have there it. I don't get that. Yeah, it's not out there. It's much. a shame. So not really. Yeah, it's completely overlooked, and uh, I'm sure this Williamsburg crowd loves all of our sports <laughs> talks. Uh, final two things: What should I tell my mom right now? Go in the postcard um, that you're lashing out at rich people. Chris says I'm lashing out at rich people. Fantastic. And the final qu- what you had something to say? No, 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 no. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Really, what's your yeah. workout regimen? I really want to know. <laughs> I just um since I started working at the show, I haven't worked out at all I in months. Months. So it doesn't explain your physique. It's just natural. Totally natural. You. Did you use the drink tickets? What? I gave them to friends. I <laughs> What? I'm a friend. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's all right. a question from the Kids Book of Questions. And Ask away. Pick a number between 39 and 245. 23. 39 23. and 245. Okay, uh, 71. 71, fantastic. We're out of 71, you get 109. All right. If you knew that pra- by practicing hard every Saturday, you could become the best in your school at whatever you wanted, what, <laughs> if anything, would you work on? Now imagine looking back on your choice in 20 years. Do you think wow. you wished you had picked something else to work on? Wow, that's like five assumptions. Like, Once again, like... <laughs> this is from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD, an awful, awful book. Bring him on the show. Yeah. He's got a dumb mind. Sure. <laughs> you need so to answer what, the question. What, no, yeah, I know. Um, how about, I think I would have liked to win spelling bees. Really? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, man, you set the bar really low. Mm-hmm. You know you could just cheat and use like a watch dictionary. <laughs> Do, are there watch dictionaries? I have, uh, Wouldn't it be conspicuous while you were at the spelling bee? Yeah. All right. Or you're very concerned about being on time. <laughs> and that's a good lesson for children. Sure. Time to plug. Chris, what are you going to plug? Um, 
Guess I, love- I should plug. No, I should plug my show. I should. Yeah, I, I, I just love the idea of like maybe we'll get three 14 year olds from like Oklahoma listening to Freakonomics because of you. <laughs> I just love that idea. Plug the show. Yeah, so Freakonomics Radio, it's uh, It's only the top ten in iTunes like every fucking day. It is. Well it's start it's good to be based on a book that like everybody's heard of. Yeah. That way on iTunes they just take it. They don't know what they're getting. That's it's fantastic. Freakonomics. Uh and it's every other week where we're gonna have hour long specials, which I think will be good. They're like more like documentaries. That's fantastic. Please put your hands together for Chris and more importantly put your hands together for Chris's wife. Fantastic. Chris was great. Coming to the stage, one of the people I've wanted to get on this show for a very, very long time, and I'm so happy she's here. Please put your hands together, everybody, for Jenna Friedman, everybody. Jenna Friedman. Thank you. How are you, Jenna? Do you want to do stand-up or you just want to talk? Whatever you want. Has anyone seen my stand-up? All right, maybe I can do that, but I could also talk. Um, Hi. Hi, Jenna. Jenna, you are a comedian. Yes. You came from Chicago. That's how I know you, actually. Yes. But you're from Philadelphia. Outside of Philly in New Jersey, South Jersey. Oh, is that shameful? Do you feel shame about that? No, no. I feel so much shame about other aspects of my life. Can that we talk about those is, things? No. That's I fair. mean, I talk about them. I coat them in, in sugar-coated jokes in my stand-up a little bit. I'm starting to get into that. I can, I can do that, but... I feel like a wet dog because I just got out. I was so rained on. Yeah, for the listener at home, it's a shitty night. Are they all like 14-year-old boys? Yeah. That's so exciting. Isn't it? It's the future. I guess so. (laughs) They are the children of of our future. Do you believe the children are our future? Depends. If we teach them well, will they lead the way? No, I mean, it depends on which children, you know? (laughs) 14-year-olds from Oklahoma, mostly. Sure. I'm very specific with my demographic. You went to you went to Northwestern. Yes. What did you major in? Um, I don't know. Uh, anthropology. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> anthropology, you... which is like blah blah blah. You know. What? Why? What? It's like um, like I like to smoke pot and I want to get good grades. So. Did you do those things? Yes. Fantastic. And I I stop smoking pot because every time I smoke pot, I'm like, am I gay? And I'm not. It's just like <laughs> drugs that make you question you know everything um but what's the best part about drugs i don't not to do them kids okay then uh jenna pointed at the computer by the way that was fantastic (laughs) kids yeah right um i this is not okay so i uh you can just lie you know you don't sure yeah i don't smoke a lot of pot you guys shouldn't do drugs but if you do you should go on about.com because there are all these informational videos, instructional videos. Like I started Googling bedroom feng shui recently. Um, What did you learn? I learned that in your room, like you're not supposed to have mirrors in your bedroom because mirrors have conflict energy that like explains so much in my, you know, wait, 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 what do they explain? Just conflict. It's Fair all enough. from the mirrors. So cover them before you bring men over. And then um, also with your bed. You know bed, you're raising more questions than you're answering. Sure. Okay. With your... <laughs> guys, so your bed should be in the middle of your room with like if you have a nightstand, you should have one on e- each side so that you're... Are you nodding in agreement? You Googled bedroom feng shui. I know. New York women, it's something about just being so barren that we... 
look at you know okay so i'll stop saying you know and like i'll stop doing that so anyway um yeah you're supposed to have uh bed stands on equals like kind of create some sort of equal space so that you can let someone physically into your space and therefore like let them into your space emotionally and then i had this epiphany and it's not a joke yet because it's not funny (laughs) but like so many of my new york friends are like so single and like lonely and (laughs) i think it's because our physical space is too small like i can't put a bed in the middle of my room because I don't actually have the luxury of having that much space. So my bed's next to the wall. It gives me comfort. So does being alone. And then when (laughs) people come over, they can't get into their own side. And so it's just like this whole thing. 14-year-old boys, that's not my demo. They don't. They used to be. Hey, wait. You never know. I do. Well... I did I did a show for Vocalo. We talked about public radio and there was a 13-year-old in the front row, but I think he had Asperger's, which is also not not a joke, but it was confusing because I was hosting the show and I was like, "How's everyone doing?" and he just answered. And every time I would like <laughs> say something rhetorical, he just be like, "I'm doing fine." And I'm like, Bleh. and like you realize quickly that that person has something a little off because they're not it, it wasn't malicious he was just oh no no he just wasn't attuned to you know social cues it seems like a, a 14 year old boy with Asperger's is like the perfect man <laughs> yeah, very, sure. very polite sure yeah he probably can you, you say Asperger's on a podcast you know I don't know what the difference <laughs> is like podcast radio we were just talking about how you can say like fuck on a podcast we right? can say fuck okay we could yeah. say the c word too China. China. <laughs> That's not funny. I should just do jokes because I don't. You don't, right. don't, don't. You don't have to do. Are you gonna do sit down comedy now? Do I you wanna? To, um, I have a couple things I could talk about. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I just want to talk to you. You're fantastic. Oh, I mean, if really? you want to do stand up, that's sweet of you. No, fun. no, let's talk. Let's talk. I think you should do some stand up now. And now it's just awkward. You don't have to. Wait. So we. How met- was your time in Chicago? I love Chicago. Yeah, we met. We never actually met in Chicago. I just saw you perform in Chicago years ago. Not that long ago. 80 years. That was like three, four. Three or four, yeah. That's you might have been visiting, actually. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It was probably at Entertaining Julia. Oh, I love that Jenna show. Jenna used to host a show called Entertaining Julia at the Town Hall Pub in Chicago, which is still being run by I the Putterboss and Beth Stelling. And uh, I know all you people are about to go to Chicago this weekend. So tomorrow night at the Town Hall Pub, the only straight bar in Boys Town. Yeah. Technically, I think. Yeah. It's so gay, but it's still technically straight. It's fantastic. It's the best show, and you used to host that. Yeah, it was so much fun. We got Robin Williams to do it. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. How was Robin? He was really nice. Yeah, I've He's heard really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to like hang out with someone you're never going to be as successful as and be like, I'm okay what? with that. Wait, <laughs> why, don't, why do you say that? Why do you say that? I mean, he's a legend. He's just a legend. He, it, no, he just had enough money to do cocaine enough that made no, him but he's, manic. It's not even like, it's not, I don't have like a hang up about it. It's just like to be with, hang out with like an icon, you know, like he's iconic. When you saw him, did you think like Mrs. Doubtfire or did you think? I thought, um... Uh, obscure hipster reference. Oh, it's fantastic. No. That's a smoochie. Oh, That's a smoochie. no, I didn't see that. Oh, my God, do it. It's really good. The, he was so good. The audience is telling Death her to, to watch smoochie. Death you know to Smoochie. I, he is you know really what I saw, that. which is obscure? There's a, uh, an, a BBC comedy from 2006 called Pulling. 
You guys have, if you have Netflix, it's so fucking hilarious. I'm going to write. Jenna, it's ladyish. It's can whatever. I tell my mom to watch Pulling? Yes. Jenna says to watch Pulling. It's just good. It's like a good, because everyone's like, Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids, which is really good, but Pulling is really funny. It's like you don't have to have a moral compass. What? Oh. Totally. I remember that. I agree with you. Let's, I'll just start doing stand up. But I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is my cue. I loved it. The Rapunzel thing where her eyes are bleeding. That was a muse for me to do comedy. But I, 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 I appreciate that. We're all, you guys were talking about Hey Dude or something. And I was like trying to not. No, I love fairy tale theater. I remember all of that. Um, I have to sit down though because I have to pee. So I should just sit. Um, should I do? Is it weird to do a little stand up? This has been beautiful. This the whole experience. really though. All right, you're just being nice. Um, Why is that bad? You know what? I won't do stand up, but I'll tell you a story a Perfect. little bit. So um, it's super dark, but my uh, my it's all I can talk about because it just happened. My grandmother passed away like a month ago. Um, any deaths? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to relate. Raise your hands. Like, you oh, can raise your hands. Oh, any, any birthdays? Anyone know anyone who died? Um, but she died, and I. it's all I talk Wait, about. have you used it as an opener yet? I tried. It doesn't really work. I... I talked about it on Mark's podcast, so I don't want to repeat oh, myself, sorry, but it's sorry. true. No, this has happened. So, yeah, she passed away in the, at the funeral. A friend of my grandmother's, it was my mom's mom, and they were really close, and it's so sad to see, like, a, a grandparent die for so many reasons, but also it was, like, the first time that I saw my mom, like, break down, um, just totally break down in front of me. And at the funeral, a friend of my grandmother's came up to my mom and said, it's so nice that Frida, my grandma, got to know all of her grandchildren as adults and in my mother's deep state of grief she looked up and she looked at me and she said not jenna jenna's not yet an adult so you're you're tight with your mom yeah i am and then no but she she's been like trying to get me to date a little bit more and she's like you should go on j date and i'm like every time i do j date i end up looking at the women ladies um maybe 14 year old boys are your demographic maybe (laughs) maybe um but i uh i i did go on um okay cupid i'm sure that everyone in here is on that that's how you're here tonight because your date suggested it right anyone okay cupid's really good (laughs) 14 year old boys it's really good like when you grow up and you become like an independent film producer and like you're looking to staff a crew on a low budget and you have a vagina, <laughs> then it's really good, you know? Like, you get free web designers. Um, anyway, so I was on OkCupid for, like, a week because, like, you have to fill out this whole... Pro- I'm excited to tell the 14-year-olds this. You have to fill out, like, a dating profile, and you do this, like, uh, like you're kind of ex- about me, and, and I'll just... I have that here. That's what I brought up here, my, like, my OkCupid profile that didn't resonate with the hipster web designers. Do you guys want to hear it? Wait, wait, wait. Were you actually looking for a hipster web designer to date? To, sure, date, help my career. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, okay. About They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> exactly. So here is my, my dating profile um, about me. My grandmother died. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. My grandmother died a month ago, um, and since her death, I haven't been able to masturbate. For fear that her ghost will be watching. (laughs) With so much pent-up sexual energy, I've started to think a lot more about men. 
And that's where you come in. Oh! How is cum spelled? I'm, that's, come on. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's just like a profile. The normal way. Uh, yeah, and then it goes on. It's like, what am I looking for? Are you, what are you doing? Taking a photo of you. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I got to put your photo on J-Date for a little Oh, uh, it's already on there. Um, yeah, then what am I looking for? Uh, someone I didn't meet online, right? Aren't we all? Um, and then what am I good at being alone, but you can't say that. You know, you have to be like, I'm good at walking into any restaurant and knowing exactly where the bathroom is because I'm quirky and it's not always in the back. Whoa. <laughs> That's all, you know. <laughs> you guys are being nice. Um, I'm good at other things, not getting AIDS, you know. Because you get HIV, public health. Sorry, when That's I talk true. to 14-year-olds, I just assume like... They all have AIDS. No, I assume that you they, don't. They have future AIDS. And if they do, that's like diabetes. It'll be totally livable. It already is. With. Magic Johnson. It is. Yeah, all right. All right. How do you gain start. weight with AIDS? Magic Johnson knows. Look, see, that's what we do as comics. All we do is we're like, AIDS, 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 jokes. And then, you know, sorry, guys. We scared them, I think. I know. It's great. Uh, you know what this is lacking in the in New York comedy scene that is not lacking in the Chicago comedy scene is 9-11 jokes. No, I think it's just because it's not create. It's I have one. Um, <laughs> well, it's not even a nine eleven joke. It just wrote it. I was a tweet that didn't get retweeted, so I abandoned it. But it's just like because um, everyone's like, "Did you guys hear about how Bin Laden was busted for having some like natural agave syrup, which is like a dick juice Viagra?" Yeah, and it's like I like vi- you say Viagra, I say dick juice. Dick juice. That's sad. Um, and I I have a joke in my phone, but I think it was like, "Why is everyone surprised that Bin Laden's?" Uh, taking natural Viagra like he wasn't ever good at sustaining erections. That's great. You think so? I See, think no that's good. No one likes it. Do you not like it because it's unfunny? It does it erect. I always look at a building and think, I think it's, it's an a, erection. I think it's a thinker. Oh, okay. That and means that's, that's a nice comedian way of saying it's not worth. No, it's pursuing. really good. And I think if you like maintain the pause, it'll get so much better. Okay. Like a twenty-second pause and then go. <laughs> so it becomes like performance art. Oh yeah. See? And then it, it bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it planes. Not then bombs. it planes. Hello, New York. I've always wanted to do that. And Hello, New York. You just did it. After I think the it worked. Hello, New York after a 9-11 joke. On uh, October 31st, 2001, uh, at the record store I worked at, I played the role of a plane and just tackled everyone. That's nice. Yeah, it was great. That's, you know, there humor was the band, laughter is the best medicine. There was, the band it's Disturbed true, was but. signing autographs. I don't know that band. You're a better person for that. The 14-year-olds know that band. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to. Yeah. We're going to close this interview with a question from the Kids Book of Questions. So, Jen, I need you to pick a number between 39 and 245. Uh, since 14-year-old boys in my demographic, I'm going to say 69. 69. <laughs> you know your crowd. 69 has been taken. You get 53. Okay. Oh, we're retiring the book this year. That's why a lot Retire of the questions. Retire so you have such a nice Chicago accent. Yeah, I've been drinking. It only comes out when I'm drinking. I got yelled at at a Hawks game about how loud I was talking. How does that happen? Okay, number 53. What is the biggest difference between what happens on television and what happens in the real world? This is like a setup for like a club comic who has people heckling him, and he's like, in the real world, we can hear you. Um, (laughs) Can I have one more? 52. 52. What is the most boring thing you can imagine doing? 
Would you do it for a whole week if you can then celebrate your birthday twice each year? <laughs> do another one. Uh, whatever you want. The most boring thing I can imagine doing for a week is um, not staying in school. <laughs> well, that was good. I'm trying. Okay. Time to plug. Where do you want to plug? Oh, I have this web series. We just shot our third episode today. It's called, uh, it's under, like, on YouTube, it's New York Times Weddings, and it's a parody of the New York Times Weddings. With, New like, York Times. New York Times Weddings, and it's Ted and Gracie, like Ted Bundy and Ted Kaczynski, and Gracie, like Stacey and Lacey Peterson. It's a love story with a serial killer. Does one killer. of them live in a blue barrel? No, but it's really fun. Like, uh, Ben Kronberg plays the serial killer, and it's a really fun little web series that we just started, and it's been in, like, Gawker and New York Mag. Yeah, and it has. I hope that you guys see it. I hope it resonates with you. And you, ladies. Fairytale Theater, way to go. Yeah, I hope you guys like Ted and Gracie. Fantastic, everybody. Thank Please you guys. put your hands together for Jenna Friedman. If you should leave me when you leave me, how will you leave me? God help you if you should leave me now. I'll hunt the places that you've been sleeping, friends and family I'll be keeping. Thank you for sticking around, everybody. Who am I speaking with? My name is Andrew. Andrew. What do you do, Andrew? Uh, I'm a musician. You're um, a musician. You're in a band. I'm in a band, yeah. What's the I'm name of the band? Lawrence and Lee. Lawrence and Lee. Why is it called Lawrence and Lee? Well, Lawrence is my middle name. That's fantastic. Lee is the middle name of the, my partner. Your partner. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been, we started playing in the subway about uh, a year and a half ago. Was that any fun? Yeah, yeah. We still play in the subway. Why? Uh, it's the best pan gig in town, man. That's depressing. <laughs> well, I mean, well, at least for the gigs we can get right now. I mean, oh, jeez, you're bumming me out, buddy. Unless, how much are you? Not, not losing, yeah. just yeah. losing. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. but no, the subway's great. I really love it. I mean, you know, are you? Where are you from? I'm from San Francisco Bay Area. Where, why'd you move to New York? I don't know, man. Uh, no, how do you no, not it's good. know? No, no, I mean, it's good. Uh, you know, the same reason everyone moves to New York. You know. What? Dreams, dreams. Okay, dreams. what's your dream? Um, and when you say dreams, does it have a Z at the end? No, no Z. Then what no is it? A really a dream? Then maybe not. What should I tell my mother? What did you tell your mother? We're already on your mother, and we're just we're we just can jump around right through this. <laughs> All right. Um, well, do you have a J date or OK Cupid story? Uh, you know, I, I really don't. Exactly. So, what should I tell my mother? <laughs> what should you tell your mother? Um, I don't know, man. So far, I got... Go ahead. You should tell me. So far, far I got Rachel as a great audience member. Chris says I'm lashing out at rich people. Jenna says to watch pulling. Andrew says... Um, Totally blank. Andrew says totally blank. Well, that's really not good advice. Yeah, no, it's bad. Is that like saying take a bunch of painkillers and see what happens? No. That's good. Do you take a bunch of painkillers ever? No. I, you know, I, even when I got my, my wisdom teeth pulled, they gave me like a whole bunch of Valium. And I just Do you still have that? Take you know, actually, I went back to my dad's house last summer, and I was like in the medicine cabinet. It was just still up there. And I Why was, don't you bring that back to Brooklyn and make some money for the band? 
That's a good idea. Especially if you're playing the subway, that just seems to make sense to me. Yeah. But really, man, the subway's not that bad. Well, if you're selling Valium, it's brilliant. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. Will you sell us Valium in audio format tonight? I don't even know what that means. Me neither. <laughs> Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. You're going to play some songs. We're going to close this interview with a yeah. question from the Kids with Questions. Andrew, I need you to pick a number between 39 and 245. 245. Fantastic. Would you rather be slender and athletic, but rather dumb, or fat and clumsy, but very smart? I'll take the latter. You want to be fat and clumsy, but very smart? Yeah. Have you ever been fat in your life? I was chubbier than I am now, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I would never been fat. I, I was called fat in junior high. Yeah, whatever. You're a skinny dude. You look great. Thanks, man. Not a problem. A what, you look you look pretty good hey, yourself. Shut man. up. What's your what's your workout regimen? Not well. Not well. Drink Guinness until I can't drink Guinness anymore, and hopefully not eat at the end of the night. That's, That's the workout right. regimen. It's working all right. Man. Walk a lot with a suitcase with one broken wheel. Really, my suitcase. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I walk around with a suitcase to every gig, full of electronics, and uh, wearing a shitty suit. Hopefully, not getting robbed in cities across this nation. <laughs> it's a bad plan. Any thoughts on that? Uh, this one time I was in Amsterdam. Keep going. And uh, I just I just remember I just smoked a ton of weed. Really? We were walking around. Yeah. They smoked. Sorry, that was stupid. Go ahead. Yeah, I was in Amsterdam. Um, not a hilarious story, but man, I just uh, we maybe my little brother. We were we were just walking around and we started following this girl who had this this suitcase, this giant suitcase with one of the wheels broken and was just dragging it. And it made this horrible noise, but we just thought it was hilarious and just followed her around town to see how far she would drag. Why didn't you thing. offer to carry it? Because that would be less funny. Yeah, that would just be a, a nice thing funny. to do for a human being. Yeah, but she was being a miserable person to everyone around her. Oh, was she? It was. Well, it was just really loud. Wait, that's not being a funny. miserable person. That's just having a broken suitcase. I guess, I guess, but I, I thought. Oh it was man, funny. children, pick it Listening up. to the podcast, if you see someone struggling, help them. That's Unlike Andrew, who's going to be in a subway soon with painkillers. You're going to set up, right? Uh, yeah. Lawrence and Lee are going to play. Please put your hands together for Andrew, everybody. Andrew. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Lawrence and Lee, everybody. Lawrence and Lee. That's for you to clap. <laughs> <laughs> The sheets are all but they're heavy The bricks are stacked on the shelves But the lamp is running on empty The carpet's softer than most And the table's crooked but sturdy I never seen you like this I let the fire burn throughout the night Breach tell your signs of a man's chosen
First song off of our um, our EP that we just released, Lawrence and Lee, Odyssey, Hills of Mass, Volume Three. It's a daunting <laughs> title, but if you look up Lawrence and Lee, it's the only one we've made. We're releasing a set of three EPs called Odyssey. Is it called the three EPs, and it's also by the Beta Band? No, it's nope. not. No, it's not. Damn it! It's already Check. been made. Fuck. Um, this next song is also uh, from the CP. Look it up. You in your yield shoes, don't you know? Could be using you in a part. Remind me of the lines alongside the door. Feel it press into my heart, but God, I know that I can't, can't 
feel guilty every day. I can't feel guilty every day. I can't feel guilty every day. And not today. You can't say that I'm too blame because she's you and I win. So she makes the glances, walks and talks and stripes, bleeds within. So I won't know it's all the same until my hands on her skin. Wishing all the while that I could just go back At least I know I won't feel guilty for today I won't feel guilty for today I won't feel guilty for today And I can't wait I should say that um, the EP we just released with those last two songs on it uh, Right now very much acoustic but uh, on the album it's very much electric so it's like a totally yeah totally different fully realized uh, a lot of electronics and um, digital stuff bunch of but we do a bunch of stuff <laughs> if you want to check it out lawrenceandlee.com there's a, a link to you can get the album for free or you can get it from us right now if you want we got copies this last song is called Just Like You. It'll be on Volume 2. The one we just released is Volume 3. It's the first one we released, but... Uh, clever! Yeah, it's the end. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very clever. You'll find this out. Not really. Um, I'm sorry? Let's play a song. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this song's called Just Like You. I see the countless ages spelling for the good one. I hear the faceless order screaming for a brand new sign. But as I turn my head, the keys to one. Touch my feet to the earth and feel what's begun. Thank you. 
Because you're fancy. That's right. Well, I mean, that's just Where is your next show? Our next show is at the, was it? The, I'm the, screaming because I'm not on mic. Local, oh. <laughs> uh, local two. I just like to scream. Uh, Why didn't you do the interview? Because yeah, you're totally. I don't know. I Too don't know. late. Too late. Yeah. Sorry. Totally should have done the interview. <laughs> um, you were good. more people was, it's all You right. were good. He's a champ. Stop <laughs> that. You he were good. He needs to do the interviews. He needs to practice. That's true. <laughs> he doesn't um, need the practice. He's perfect the way he is. Uh, our next show is... Hair? Look at that chest boys, hair! Oklahoma boys at home, he has crazy chest hair on you. You can't see it. Good call on the V-neck. <laughs> Did you get a picture of that? The the no, I didn't get a picture of that. Let's get a picture, get a picture of the chest hair. Plug the show! Okay, uh... The local... Local... The local? Local 269 on May 25th. What day is that? It's a Wednesday. It's a decent day. Wednesday, yeah. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. P.M. or A.M.? P.M. Good call. Uh, and we'll be doing uh, an electric show. We do a show with um, two keyboards, two guitars, and two microphones all running through and a computer. People. And uh, we put a lot of effects on it and stuff like that. So if you want to hear a different side of Lawrence and Lee, you can check that out. May 25th. Anything else you want to add? 
Um, I, know, I think that's it. You know, check us out that if was you good. want. Yeah. Thanks for not sucking. <laughs> we we do our best. No, they didn't suck. They were fantastic. Thanks, man. You you didn't suck either. You were great. I was here. Please clap for Jenna. Please clap Woo, for Chris. They yeah. were fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for coming and have a wonderful night. Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash you, me, them, everybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at the Hungry Brain, go to you, me, them, everybody.com. <laughs>